Hi, I'm Senshu, one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan offers his wisdom tirelessly with complete love and devotion. If you value these teachings, Sokuzan, the mandala of Sokukoji, please consider donating at sokukoji.org. Thank you. Sitting down and holding still and looking at the wall for hours and hours and hours, day after day after day, will not solve your problem. It will not turn you into some kind of magical bodhisattva, necessarily. Perhaps eventually, but initially what you're going to be doing is looking at your cover-ups, looking at the way you keep deceiving yourself by covering things up with excuses, blame. If you have blamed anybody for anything, I don't care if somebody came up and hit you over the head with a stick. If you blame them for how you feel, that is incorrect. You need to see it. The feeling is yours. Of course, they hit you over the head, over the head with a stick. I'm not saying that that was particularly skillful action on their part. So what you're doing is you're training yourself to see clearly into your mind stream as it is, as it reacts and goes this way, as it looks at this and goes towards it or away from it. You're training your mind to see very clearly what this is, who you are. It's basically the mistaken identity that is the fundamental culprit, but it may take a while of looking at what arises in the mind, thoughts, memories, emotions, judgments, evaluations, <coughs> conceptions, stories about this, stories about that, over and over. We all know if you've meditated at all, you're going to know that your mind continually, continually floods with all of this malarkey. Just receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. And if you start to receive it and then abandon it by going to what caused it, the very nature of samsara, which means circles, is going around and around and around. You need to go directly into this. You need to look directly at it. If you don't, don't look directly at it, you're going to be back here lifetime after lifetime. And it may not be as good a lifetime as this one, where you are free and well-favored. You're free to be at the meeting like this, and you're well-favored, and then you have enough open-mindedness. You aren't so full of your shit that you can actually consider what somebody like this old monk is saying to you. You can consider it. But I don't know. Sokazan seems to be kind of full of himself, a little arrogant. Uh, maybe what he's saying is, but you know, I think I'm going to go listen to recordings of Thich Or maybe I'm going to listen to Dalai Lama. Go ahead. I'm not setting myself up against anyone, including those wonderful bodhisattvas. They're teaching to people who are tuned in to their particular frequency. They may need that kind of teaching. I don't teach that way. The people that are listening to me right now, we have some kind of frequency connection. Whatever it is, I don't know. But there's not many of you. And I don't want more. I don't really want anything. It's very situational. Everything is showing up differently, a different facets, different. Everything is changing and changing and changing. So it's very necessary, no matter what your plans were 10 minutes ago, it's very necessary to look at the situation as it's arising and be ready to modify, change, go this way or go that way. Don't hold on to forms, especially holding on to forms to help you feel safe. 
There is no safety. Situations arise, they go this way, and they go that way, and they go this way, and they go that way. And if you are on receive, if you're actually receiving what's in front of you 24-7, or at least two or three hours out of the day where you're just receiving this, then you'll see where you need to move, uh, you need to adjust something slightly. That was looking like it needed to be this way, but now it needs to be a little bit different because you're obviously receiving it. So you see the forest, the, the shape of the trees, the under un, the undergrowth, the underbrush. You're seeing that things are changing. That the map that just says go here, go there, go there, might be modified by things that are showing up. In other words, other people, other what's happening with the other people across the table across the world might need to modify things dependent origination i don't know where else to go with that but i sure would like some questions from you she is allowing conceptually taking responsibilities easy to understand but nearly impossible to just start doing how do we begin to work with or move into being responsible for what arises just intention Return rather than rather than go to your concept concepts, your ideas, your judgments about it, your evaluations about it, your conclusions about it. Uh, go into that space where you don't know what's going on, and then there's a possibility that you could be responsible for it. Take the blame for everything. We know that everything isn't personally isn't your your fault, but everything is your responsibility. There's room for all kinds of questions around that. Your response, everything you see, smell, taste, touch, hear, think, see, your responsibility. That doesn't mean you're to blame for it, nor do you get credit for it if it's going really well. Neither one. There's no positionality. Why? There's no self in the skandhas. There's no solid being. This hand that's shaking right now, this voice that's speaking is not coming from a singularity called me or I. If that were the case, I'm so embarrassed to be a separate being that I couldn't say anything. I've been tongue tied for most of my life, but not now. What happened? Nothing happened. Nothing happened at all. Nothing occurred. If something occurs, it goes away. If this shows up, it disappears. Nothing has showed up. If there's no self in the skandhas, who or what is responsible for what we receive? Just consciousness. This is this is your world. This is you. Not you are the world, that kind of uh, hippie stuff. Musical stuff that's actually trying to get money from people. Consciousness only. You are consciousness. You are every bit of suffering that's happening everywhere. Through everything. And there's no appropriate way to react to that. You might get you might blow your stack and pound on the tabletop. That is not necessarily incorrect because you're pounding on the tabletop. More? If we haven't seen through self, how do we relate to consciousness and that responsibility? Just return to the vow. That's what the structure, the, that's what this, uh, whatever this structure is, the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, the teacher, the teaching, the community. Those three. And, of course, return to the wall. We're wall gazers in the lineage of Bodhidharma. Jodo Bowing, when we talk about responsibility being the ability to respond, can that response be to do nothing with what's showing up? Certainly. 
the, re- the response would just be in the mind stream. There might not be any physical action or any vocal cord action. It could just be you're, you're there with that. You're receiving that. Maybe breaking your heart. Receive it. Wonderbine, what is a strong sangha? CCC, they communicate first. Communicate. Cooperate. Collaborate. Support each other. More? Wonderbine, how do we support each other? Listening. Listening to others. You may do something, you may not. But if you really are listening and really are receiving to what the person is saying, then you you can cooperate. But if you're not listening, if you're only listening to what you, it's so situational, it's so complicated. I can point to a situation personally if I have your permission. Yes. Do I have your permission? Okay. She said something to you in the stairwell. And you you went to the teacher says, didn't you? At one point, not yeah. in the stairwell, but yes. Well, at some point, and what, what needed to be said? I don't want a conversation here, so don't speak up. So what she said was, I can handle it. <clears throat> you were in her house, even though I told you to go over and help that situation. Situational. At that point, you and the person who is not present now, I don't think, are they? No. Could have said, okay. You don't have to say, the teacher said, don't use me for anything. You follow that? Yes. You understand it? I will try. You understand what I'm saying? Yes or no? I think so. I'm just saying that even though I said go do this and they came over there, I know this is not clear to anyone, but this is a good opportunity to bring this up. You could have gone over and looked at that on my direction, but then when you got to that situation, the situation had changed so that you could have left immediately. We'll stop there. Thank you for indulging me a little bit. Yes. Jeez, I'm buying. In regards to communication, can you say what is communication? Because it's easy for me to just say, well, anything I want to produce is communication. So what is it that we're being encouraged to do? Listen, receive, receive, receive. Receive as much as you can. Receive the world. Receive the smiles. Receive the frowns. Receive all the time. I have to jump up and down on the time to get you to just receive? People are so very self-centered. Even if they're wearing robes, so self-centered. Me and my stuff and my ideas and what I want, what I don't want, and what's right and what's wrong. Receive, receive the world, receive everything. When this meeting is over, Receive. This doesn't mean you won't say something, but if what you say comes out of a strong, overwhelming reception of the world, then it will be in line with what? Dependent origination. You will eventually become dependent origination. 
You won't object to anything. You won't agree with anything unless the situation is telling you that. Because it's your world. It's not some otherness out here you have to be against or for or ignore. Passion, aggression, and ignorance. Can we know when we're receiving or not receiving, or when somebody else is receiving or not receiving? There's ways to do that, and the more you meditate, the more you practice receiving, because that's what you're doing when you're facing the wall. You're not producing shit. You're just receiving, looking at the wall, and probably you're receiving boredom, or you're receiving lack of entertainment, uh, or you're receiving uh, the mental chatter that goes on in the mind. Or you might be receiving uh, not much at all. You might, it might be just an open dimension, just the spaciousness of sitting in shikantala, zazen, meditation. Receive, sit down, hold still, use the body. Just receive whatever flows into the mind stream more. When does receiving off the cushion turn into um, averting responsibility? As soon as you, as soon as you clamp down on anything or blame anybody for anything, people are relatively obviously to blame for a lot of things. But as far as the spiritual path, no one's to blame for anything. There are no separate beings. That's part of the delusion, the illusion. And you have the opportunity as a meditator to fundamentally see this yourself. You can actually see that this is unreal. Although somebody is enraged at you or whatever may be happening. We see that. Don't object to it. Don't agree with it. Don't ignore it. That's receiving it. No, no passion, aggression, ignorance doesn't can't find to get a foothold in there because you're on receive. You will feel like you're doing nothing, and it may feel like uh, it's intensely uncomfortable. But receive it anyway. That's the way you clean out the stables. That's the way. That's the way you. You, you bring it, your karma comes in and you actually, it goes through and it does not come back because you've not resisted it. You've not agreed with it. You've not ignored it. Follow that a little bit? Good. What do you do when you are receiving two conflicting communications? Which is happening most of the time. <laughs> Don't do anything. So then if you don't do anything, but that looks like you're not receiving. It could look like you're not receiving. But you will get, the more you practice this, the more you practice the, the Buddha Dharma, the more you practice meditation, the more you study the concepts relating to the, the, the nature of reality, uh, the more you will you get used to it. You'll get used to suffering. You, you'll see that you, you, suffering doesn't need to go away. Nothing needs to go away. Something needs to be seen through, which is a separate self that wants its way and likes this, but doesn't like that. And that's wrong. And that shouldn't be happening. And that's, I've had just about enough of that shit. You all know what I'm talking about. More. She show. She's lying. Is, is uh, listening to understand the same as receiving? Bye. Yes, and unless it, it, it flips over into some kind of grasping about the understanding, Gra like to grasp the idea, 
In other words, yeah, that's probably simple enough. Grasp it. More? Mr. Bowing, uh, for example, if I try to now receive when you're giving a talk, uh, yeah, unless I'm grasping at some words or some meanings, I'm really not listening. I'm just receiving, for example. Uh, where does that stop? Meaning, when does it stop becoming uh, a conceptual activity versus just a pure receiving activity? Bye. So it would be different for each person, but in your situation, uh, all you have to do is listen. You, you don't have to understand it. Sorry, that's the way it is. You have to you have to receive because if you continually go away from what is showing up to what it's about, then that's a highly sophisticated form of abandonment. I don't know how else to say it. It might not be because I'm using concepts to convey that. It might not be exactly that way. The very best way to talk about that to you might be different than that, but I'm doing the best that I can. <clears throat> you already have a, a strong ability to understand things intellectually. So, but it might be, you could say a little better to just receive it without particularly leaving what you're listening to for what it may mean. You can say that about any of the teachings, but uh, in particular, the way I'm teaching. More? So I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do that, but then it feels like I'm not really listening. <laughs> yes. But, That's, uh, you know what I call that? That's awareness. It's awareness. Just, just that's your particular dynamic. Just work with that. Yes, sir. Eric Fanning. Does responsibility include prevention? It may, but not as a standard. When you see something going wrong, something, uh, you see something uh, you need to stop that from happening. I have a bug that's interested in me. <laughs> uh, it may. But it's uh, try to just observe as, as long as possible. If it's a child running out in front of parked cars uh, into the street, then you need to get there. Of course, that's very situational. And you would know right away you need to do that. Is there some other situation you're thinking about? Eric, you ask us to communicate. What if we think that our communication might cause suffering? Are we obligated to prevent that? Well, of course, those kind of things are going to going to show up. Should I say something to her about what happened there? It, but it gets a very storybook. If we don't, if we, we need to keep it to a minimum. He's very tiny, as a, and he's so tiny you can hardly see that he's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, you could. You, I would say it's a. It's very experiential, you know, you may, you may, you may not. Um, if you're, if you're there and your, your best, your most, the most important uh, motivation there or intention is to be of service or help to someone, then you're probably going to be all right. 
even though one time you might step in, another time you might, you might things might come apart before you stepped in or something. So it's very situational. So it's on you. You can't you can't operate. You can, but it's not a good idea to operate out of standards of behavior. This is how you. That's what the world is doing. How well does it work? Not well. Excuse me. You have a whole world tearing itself apart in the name of justice and the name of right and all that baloney. Yes. Can the teaching to be genuine be a cover-up that allows us to hide? Yeah, unless you're very close to me, you won't be able to do that. It can be. So be genuine just means not to not shut down your feelings and emotions, but it's also not a, you know, a ticket to ride. So you can kind of blow up at everyone. You may blow up at everyone anyway, but it might might just be overwhelming. Yoga uh, If we see Where you the, come from, what's that? Where you come from? Um, I don't know. Was it kind of hot there? Yes. Was it? Would you call it hell? Yes. Several hours ago. Yes. Welcome back. <laughs> go ahead. When we uh, see how we want to go to the about, do we need to do an about face? Um, Paraphrase what you just asked. Say it in different words. I'm turning towards my projection about how I feel. Do I need to take another direction? Um, Probably not. The directionality will happen spontaneously. Just stay with it. Don't maintain, but just stay with the, with the crap. Just stay with it. Just look at it. Feel that. Return. And in your situation, you're a monk. Return to a higher form of your intention around being a human being. The vow to be with all things is the generic form of, of it. And uh, the vow to save all beings, put others before yourself. That's very difficult to do if you're being, uh, if things that are deep in your consciousness are being triggered and want to come out and make a mess of things. So maybe hold still, just observe more. Good. Questions on Zoom? Andrea Bowen, what do you mean by it's our world, Bowen? I mean that it's uh, you're not separate from anything. You're not separate from the trees, the rocks, the sun, the moon, the constellations, uh, your neighbor next door, your, your cats, which you already know that. You're not separate. You're separated all to hell, all to heaven. You're separated. But fundamentally, the fundamental nature is not separate. I would like you to realize that now before the body-mind goes back into the elements, instead of realizing it when the body-mind has disintegrated and your consciousness obviously is going to know that. The, the issue there is to realize this now so that you're not at the mercy of the karma uh, that, you've been, that you have been ignoring. Possible to do that. You can realize who, who this is so that when you pass away, nothing will have occurred because your identity is with uh, is ultimate, not relative like somebody that's falling apart and going back into the dirt. That's going to happen, sure, because that's part of relativity. It's part of the relative truth 
course that's going to happen. But who you are doesn't go anywhere. I'll believe anything I say. Anytime you start believing things, you might as well be putting a sock over your head. Don't blind yourself. You You just said I don't believe what you say. Is, 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 does that mean that we make a conclusion about what you said? Yeah, that would be another way of saying it. Conclude, if I've said something, well, well Sukhazan said this, so this must be truth. Nope. You find out. I'm not going anywhere, so I don't have any followers. I can't follow somebody who isn't doing anything. Yu Hongbaoying, I also have a question about Eric's question. So how do we know the teaching is conceptual versus that's our own projection of the teaching? Uh, good, good question. I just think it's, uh, it looks like that it's just a matter of practice. That's why the three jewels is, is such a, a powerful uh, algorithm. It's, it's to, you have the teaching, uh, the teacher that you can use as a reference point, which won't give you much ballast. Um, and you have the teachings, which 2,500 years of teachings, and we try to teach, study as much of that as we can. As you know, if you attend book studies, which you do, and then we have the community or people who are all confused and or difficult, have difficulty in different ways with their awareness, with their thought processes, with their, their community, with their family, with their spouses, and with their teacher, or with the, with the, the, the Buddhist community. So uh, all three of those seem to be very supportive in different ways and often and back and forth. I think it's very individual. Thank you. Yu Hong Baoying, I have one more question. I know that you have two powerful teachers. So besides, for your experience, besides the three jewels, what is your own aspiration to practice? I'm, it's right now, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm meeting you in so far as I can. I'm meeting you where you're at. There is, there is no one here. There's no solid being here, but there's a solid one there. And why is that being solid? Cause you believe you're solid. So that's what I'm addressing. And at the same time I'm addressing and addressing that I am addressing your bodhicitta, both relative and ultimate, your de desire, wish to be enlightened, to see the truth, to save all beings. So you have that or you wouldn't be listening to me. More? Yu Hongbaoying, thank you for reminding me of that. Um, I'm just wondering for you have such a strong um, commitment on this path, which is very inspiring. Besides the three jewels, what's your, I want to know, maybe I want to learn. <laughs> what's your own my inspiration? Own, Keep going. My, my own, the thing that, the, the situation that keeps me uh, on the path and keeps me returning to this, and which is not particularly easy for me. It isn't like a walk in the park, but it's my commitment to my, uh, both of my teachers. I'm always at the feet of the teacher. Always. I never left. And, and it's not a, it's not necessarily Trungpa or Coben. It's not necessarily a human being, but that's the only access I have to that is through, uh, through meeting both of them. So it, it may, may look like hero worship or something, but I don't care how it looks. All I know is that that's, if I need a reference point, I go there. And I, I usually don't need a reference point because you're my reference point. You're the one who's asking me 
for help. And I'm all about that. If I can help you, I will. More? Thank you. Bye. No, thank you. Bye. When you're speaking, it seems like the uh, and the way you were just were uh, addressing her, it seems like at the the uh, the lineage is present. How important is that to us? How important is that for us? How to important see is that? it to you? It is. We're not separate from anything. We're not separate from the hundred thousands and thousands, maybe even millions. I don't know, but at least thousands of human beings that have heard this teaching and I've practiced it in so many different ways. Uh, and there's so many different ways to practice this, including uh, Nichiren, who, who using the, the Lotus Sutra uh, uh, created the Namyoho Rengekyo, uh, just a chant that you don't do anything else. Well, not, I've not practiced that, but that's, that's valid. That's the Buddha's Dharma in that particular way. So we're not disconnected from them either. Even though this is a Zen tradition, Soto Zen, and uh, a Tibetan Kagyu tradition, because those are two teachers I had. Go ahead. How, how does it impact us to be connected to the energy that's coming through you right now? I don't know how it does it. I don't know what you're asking, for sure. You we're asking everyone to protect this mandala, this the heart yeah. of this temple. Yeah, we are. Why? What is so powerful about this? Uh, I, I don't know. Is it powerful? No, it is powerful. So there needs to be something here. If you look around, just even politically around us anywhere, it's just chaos everywhere, even though there are some people who seem reasonable. Uh, and there's some people who are quite unreasonable just to be uh, not to get too political about it but uh, this is a place where you or anyone can come and train their mind to see the truth themselves and, and this this is not possible to do this in a few years it seems necessary to dedicate your life to it there's a few people who may want to do that I want to make sure there's a place they can do that rather than as I said in the fundraising video thing that we did, rather than have to go three blocks away to a, a high school and then go in after that, go in the Marine Corps. The only, only discipline or only form they could find was military. Not that going to university is an also strong discipline too. What is so unique about this uh, way to train the mind? Um, it's direct. I'm telling you, anyone that comes in here, if they'll listen to me, I'm saying you need to, you already are what you're looking for. That's direct. You don't have to believe in Buddhism. I even say you don't have to be ordained. You don't have to subscribe to anything. But if you're listening to me, then I say you need to sit down, hold still, hold everything you can very still and see the movement of the mind because the movement of the mind is where all the the chaos and the frustration and the, the bullying and the, the shame and the pride and all of that other, I could go on and on with all the words there are that describe the ego, the narcissism, the self-centeredness, self-reference, everything is about me. We've all talked to somebody. 
for a few minutes and suddenly you know, there it goes again. We're going to talk about them for the rest of the time. It's all always about them. They, you may be one of those people, unlikely if you're listening to this talk. Not about you. There is no you. But you have to realize that. So it's a direct teaching. It's, a, it's actually outside of Buddhism. Buddhism is necessary as some kind of a trolley for you to get on, to ride you to the edge of the cliff where you are going to see what this is. And that feels like uh, uh, the destruction of a self. It's not the destruction. that you see that your solid, uh, separate self, it's unreal, even though it's still there. That's why it's so difficult. Because even though you would say transcend your self-centeredness and ego, it's right here all the time. It's just not true. So to have the ego here, and you're listening to its jabberwocky, but you know it's not true. So therefore, you don't particularly obey. And that can be supported by jealousy, anger, any kind of grasping, passion, aggression, ignorance, and all the variables in, in that spectrum. The things that arise, as I've said before, the things that arise in the mind are dependently arisen. They need to be there relatively because they need to be there. But what is added on is that aspect of the consciousness that looks, that is like a self that is experiencing that dependent origination. So this is where the duality comes in. You think you are somebody getting better. You're somebody getting worse. You're somebody who really has got this, got it together, really understands and really has a thorough understanding of the Dharma because you can recite the Heart Sutra or something. More? What What is uh, special about having uh, a true teacher? Well, <laughs> if you have a true teacher, then uh, you and you have a strong connection with him or her, then you have a you have a mirror there that tells you um, who you are. If you can see it, if you can smell it, taste it, touch it, if you can receive it. So, it seems to take uh, a lot of commitment. You could call it devotion on the part of the student. It certainly did for me. So it's difficult to do it. You have to do it yourself, but you may have to, you may need a, to use the ordinary word, a mentor who really can see your bullshit and, and loves you, cares about you so much that they're going to let you have it. They're going to teach you with your permission. I had two of those. Further questions? Kyoshin. Kyoshin Bowing, um, back on what Chisha was asking about, uh, if we can if we can receive like that instead of trying to understand everything, um, are we sort of receiving something more than what we know? Yes, you are. There are layers of consciousness that go, not even layers. Layers is just a word to say it goes deeper, it goes further in or further up or directionality is beside the point. Yes, that's what's happening when you're practicing uh, shikantaza is uh, consciousness is being uh, understood, if you can use that word, in a deeper way outside of concepts and ideas and descriptions and opinions, 
judgments, evaluations, elaborations about it. Yu Hong Baoying, how to take refuge in three rules, Baoying. So, just use the form. Use your body to. You're not worshiping anyone. There isn't anyone. Even the Buddha isn't any isn't any one in particular. So just find、uh, use the form. I take refuge in the Buddha. Take refuge in the Dharma. Take refuge in the Sangha. Prostrate. Either the half prostration where you raise the feet of the Buddha, touch your head, or the full prostration all the way out. And in that case, you would you would say, take refuge in the Buddha. Take refuge in the Dharma. Take refuge in the Sangha. Take refuge in the teacher. Simply put, either one, or or make up your own. No right or wrong to it. But doing that regularly with an image of the Buddha in front of you seems to be a very relative st- structure、um, that will support help your ongoing path before you、uh, sit down and practice、uh, sitting meditation, shikantaza, or don't, or do something else. But if you're asking about it, that would be a simple way of doing it. I, I kind of thought you were already doing that. Are you? Yu Hongbaoying, yes, I do. However, sometimes I feel like I surrender, and there's a sense of ignorance, not willing to look at something that I try to no, avoid. No, that's that's awareness. That's not ignorance. That's awareness. You're aware that you're not. You're aware that you're you're avoiding something. That's awareness. That's why. That's how sitting meditation, the practice of meditation, and Returning to the three jewels will support you over time because we don't even know what the three jewels are. There are three concepts. We're just using those as some kind of a a raft to help us move towards the truth. The truth is here. Truth is here, and we see the truth in the teacher. We possibly see the truth in the teachings conceptually. We see the truth in the sangha、uh, when we see the,、uh, the the degree of suffering that is happening in our community. And how they people are trying、uh, are committed to following this path. You come into the zendo and you see people sitting facing the wall. From ego's point of view, that's useless. Why would anybody sit down and face the wall? But from the point of view of the teachings,、uh, this is Buddha. This is Buddha. Thank you. Thank you for the question, Warren. Warren Bowing. What what makes receiving so difficult, Bowen? Well, it's difficult because we want to interpret what we're receiving. It's a little scary to be receiving something、uh, without knowing exactly what it is, and、uh, we're going to get get a credential for it, and, and all kinds of elaborations、uh, along that line. But it's not the accomplishment of receiving; it's the intention to receive. The intention is powerful. The, the, the accomplishment of I'm finally receiving is、uh, may not even be true. So the intent, intend, the intention to be with all things, the intention to put out, put others before ourselves, very difficult. That doesn't mean that you're going to go without food or go without sleep in order to put others before yourself. But it, but perhaps that may hap- happen to some extent. Thank you, Soksan, Christina Bowing.、Um, I think recently you said that 
in addition to there being no self in the skandhas, there's no self in the dharmas. And then he said, we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, could, could you please uh, explain that a little bit, please? Thank you. Well, the, the, just there's no center to it. So all, all dharmas are, are without blame, uh, without, without centrality, without any causal uh, nucleus there. They're just, they're dependent on everything else for, for their apparent singularity. It's uh, the idea of uh, um, subject and object. The, the subject is the, the subjectivity of the consciousness and the object is the apparent otherness. So there's no, which could be a table across the room or it could be another person. There's no one here, there's no one there. There's no singularity here, no singularity there. Uh, everything is dependently risen and has no central um, identity, no nucleus, no center. Christina Bowling, do you suppose that would apply to what we think of as laws, you know, like physics or I, 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 this comes from a question like my mother, who's Christian scientist and is in lockdown right now because she has COVID and um, she's denying that COVID exists and she's not denying it in the way that some people would deny it. It comes from a Christian science perspective where she says it doesn't exist. And when I asked her about it, I said, is that like a law or a truth or an agreement? And she says, I don't know. It keeps changing. So I was wondering, you know, some immutable absolute way, perhaps COVID doesn't exist and that's where she's coming from. But I, I thought perhaps we, we take some of these truths to be, inviolate when they aren't bowing. Hmm. I'm going to have to read up on my Mary Baker Eddie, figure out what she's talking about. I, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're very, uh, it's a very conceptual area. And, you know, this is something that apparently supports her and gives her some comfort. Uh, but you might, not, you might not get uh, responses or answers that are going to align themselves with the Buddha Dharma or the Buddhist teachings or in particular, what I'm saying, uh -huh. I, I don't really know how I would respond to her other than saying they don't have a center. That doesn't mean they don't continue to seem like they do. That's the illusion. We still, there's the illusion. You have to, you can't walk through walls. Just because the whole thing is illusion, you're going to need to find out which one of the openings in the building is a door and which one is a window. So it doesn't mean we were st uh, stupid or crazy. We still function relatively but we understand ultimately, eventually that will show up. Further, further questions? David. Well, I would just make a comment. I mean, sort of a compliment. What I like about, you know, I'm not really a Buddhist, but um, yeah. um, what I like about the Sangha and the whole thing that you do is that um, ultimately there's no reference point. There's no, Every other thing that you would, you know, do like this, trying to, you know, psychiatry, psychology, other religions all have some belief system. They have some 
you know, you're ultimately depending on God or something like that. This is what I like about what you teach is that um, ultimately there isn't anything. There's no ground. And that's what's, um, I think, unique about this. That's what I like. I'm complimenting you. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Further questions? Or, or uh, compliments, if you got a few of those. <laughs> throw them around. <laughs> Wulong bowing. David, where were you when I was getting footage of the What's Unique About Sokokoji fundraising video? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, it's not too late. <laughs> Anyone else? Kyoshin bowing. Right. Can you feel the love from everybody who's part of this as as we do as you do your talks and we're connecting through uh, Zoom? Bow. Can I feel what? Can you feel the love from all of us? Nah, can't feel anything. Darn. <laughs> Keep trying. Jishin bowing. Jishin. Go ahead, Jishin. Is uh, is being genuine the same as uh, receiving? directly yes yes well said just receive just receive this incredible world this incredible mind stream that you've been given that you didn't even ask for suddenly you're here you're downloaded into a uh into a uh, your mom and then you're brought out into the neighborhood and into into school and it, it, you're mixed up with others that continues the illusion of being a separate being. So just receive as much as you can as a, as soon as you really understand what I'm saying and what is being said, uh, is just receive, receive everything. Listen, listen to everyone. 90-10. Listen 90% of the time to everyone and talk, speak, hook up your vocal cords, hook up your finger waving. 10% of the time. Do that. Do it for not very long. Do it for six months. And then at the end of, the end of that time, then, then go back to reversing it, talking 90% of the time and listening 10. I'm joking. But what I'm saying is, let's really receive what, because what you're receiving is not so much what the person's saying, because if you receive enough, if you listen enough and receive enough, you'll see the incredible dilemma that most people are operating in, an incredible belief in a self that's right or wrong, or a self is someone who's full of pride or, or someone who's full of shame. You'll begin to see that about others, about others. You'll begin to see that the what irritates you about the person actually starts to, it's still there, but it starts to fade a little bit as you see behind it the intense fear that that person has. This is how they protect themselves is to throw stuff out, throw stuff out, ideas, opinions, chatter, clean the house, uh, uh, talk to my next door neighbor, uh, spout off about this, about that. I just want to tell you something. I just, this is what they do. And don't misunderstand. I'm not against uh, AA or any of the 12 step programs. I'm all for them. Some people, that's the only way they can have even a modicum of, of sanity is to chatter with each other a lot support each other a lot. So I'm not against that. I'm just saying, if you're listening to me, uh, you need to tone that down a little bit and just receive and not pick up the talking stick like I have 
and, and chatter on for 15, 20 minutes about what a terrible time you had with alcoholism until you met, uh, ran into AA. Not wrong. Uh, the, as I said, most people need that. It's a wonderful program. Uh, the back, back in the 80s, when I was married to someone who was alcoholic, I went to all kinds of Al-Anon programs. So I think it has a lot of value. Their 12-step is a little offbeat, but uh, they're basically good. Jishin? And Jishin Bowing, can we receive others until we receive ourselves? Again, please. Can we, can we genuinely receive others until we receive ourselves, our I, own darkness? I think both ways. The, the intention has to be to be with all things. That's the vow that you received recently as in Jukai. Be with all things. So if that includes your own mind stream. It includes uh, the, the chatter of someone down the hall or someone in your room or across the kitchen table. Receive, 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 receive. Listen, listen. And you don't necessarily, when you're listening, doesn't mean you have to understand what they're saying. You don't have to go back in and weed out, you know, the flower in the middle of the garden. You can, you can just receive it like it is, weeds and all. Receive it like it is. Receive your lack of understanding of what somebody is saying rather than trying to necessarily clarify it. It's not easy to do that. Thank you. Okay, we can close. Hi, this is Chiazan, the prior at Sokokoji Buddhist Monastery. Sokozan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue, please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org. Thank you.